0: Welcome back to Radiotherapy. I'm your host, Calypso, and we are about to get into the second chapter of Conversations in Black. These are the questions that were posed, and these are my initial thoughts about them. Once again, I didn't do, like, in super in-depth thinking because I wanted it to just be like, okay, what do I think about it right now? Um so here we go. Um, this first question is the quality of life. Did it change during Obama's presidency? What were the improvements? What were the drawbacks? Um, I don't know if I necessarily can say that there was like some extreme changes in terms of like my quality of life or like the quality of life of people around me, because I do think his win was definitely more of a visceral or like emotional kind of thing. Um, I do remember like the day that he won, I was, I was up and I asked my mom if I could stay home from school. And then she basically said, uh, no, she gave me an option. And I remember being like, oh, that sounds awful. And so I went to school. I don't even remember what she said to me. But I don't think there was any necessarily like improvements other than that whole idea of this is, um, you know, the quote unquote, first black president. Not to mention, though, the fact like I say this all the time, he's gonna go down in history as the first black president but he's really the first at least to me like something to think about just given the way the history is the first openly black president that we know about not so much as the fact that he's biracial um and i think that if we did some research we could definitely find presidents in the past who have had uh you know would fall into that one drop rule category. And I mean, the fact that he was raised by um, his uh, white family, all those different types of things. So I don't think there was any necessarily like improvements in my life, or there were any extreme drawbacks, you know, it's like one of those things. I think the president to me is just so far removed from my life. uh, that The things that happen, or the things that happen when somebody's like the president is just more of like, uh, either, oh, that's a really cool thing. It's just something that I don't necessarily see the impact on my life life. Um, at least like my everyday life. Um, but I do think that him becoming president definitely, I think, improved, uh, the way people saw themselves, the possibilities that they saw just because People grew up with somebody who looked like them in the presidency, um, not to mention all the things I mentioned before. But I can't say, like, quality of life major majorly changed. Um, accounting for race as a black politician or a leader when others don't? Like, do black politicians have to, like, account for race while others don't? I don't know. I feel like if you're a black leader or a black politician, I think that the history of black people is just something that you have to, that at some point in your career you're going to have to address. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the same, um, just because there's more diversity, if you look at, like, the Latino community, there isn't, like, this hard, like, this is the party that I'm a part of, um, whereas, like, you do get that from the, from the African Americans or, like, the black party. You do see them predominantly voting a certain type of way, so if you were a black leader or a black po- a politician who, like, didn't identify with that, I mean, I think, um there's more you have to account for, um, and I think you get a lot more backlash from not only black counterparts, but also from white people as well, um, but I don't necessarily think they should have to account for it, but I do think that at some point it is, it does become an issue, it's, you know, it's always that whole, like, you speak for everybody, um, that is a part of your race so at some point I think it does like have to come up or someone's going to ask you a question about like your experience being black in America and like all of that kind of stuff but I don't necessarily think that they have to or they shouldn't have to pay some sort of penance um that other people don't have to pay. But that's like assuming that, you know, everything's fair, which it's not. But I think all people have to pay some port- some sort of penance to be in whatever position that they're in. Um, some of them, I think, seem a little bit more vi- visible or um, we're hyper-aware of them, um, and in other cases we're not. So it's just, to me, it's like that. It's not, um, I wouldn't necessarily say they have to account Um, because I think we all, uh, no matter what positions that we take, um, have our own, like, even obstacles that we all face. Um, Nobody is just getting like, boom, I'm just like living my best life. Um, How did Obama account for being black? Um, I don't know if he ever, I can't even say that he like accounted for being black. I mean, I... This is the thing, too. It's like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? So, I I don't know. I kind of... I don't know. I kind of struggle with that because I don't... I don't think that... I think that when he said, like, I am the president of all people, and if I don't win, then I didn't make a good... uh, case to all uh to the american people. I don't necessarily think he was just talking to black people and I think being the president, you can't just talk to one segment of the population. Um so I think in his own way he he did address this or not address it. I mean, like there was a lot of people who were saying all sorts of out, outlandish and outrageous things about him um regardless of whether or not they were true. Um, regardless of whether or not that's how they felt or what that's what they believed. Um, I think he dealt with it in his own way. And I think we all have to deal with um, people's critiques and criticisms in our own way. Um, and I think that we only have to account for the things that we, sh- we feel we need to account for. Cause I also feel like accounting for something makes it into a negative. I don't know. It kind of has a negative connotation. I, I need more context to really, like, dive deeply into it, um, at least to me, because I don't understand what this accounting means, you know. Um, It seems like ones and zeros, ones and zeros, and I don't think that that's the way that life works. And I don't know if he necessarily, the question is, did he succeed at doing this? I don't know if he succeeded at doing this. I I think that if he looked back on his presidency, I would hope that he felt like he did all he could to achieve everything that he wanted to achieve. And I hope that he didn't think that, you know, he didn't do enough. I think I would hope that he felt like he did everything that he was capable of doing at that time. Um, and I know he gets I know he gets a lot of criticism, which goes into this next question is what debt did Obama owe the black community, and did he pay it? I don't think <sighs> to say that he owes a debt to the black community is to say that every Democrat who's ran for the past uh I don't know, 50 years owes something to the black community, which, I mean, is definitely true, especially, I mean, like, right now we're dealing with this whole thing with Joe Biden and about how he's going to pick a a colored woman running mate or a woman running mate, but people are really pushing him to pick a black woman because the black woman has been the backbone of the Democratic Party for so long. So I don't think that he owed any more of a debt to the black community than uh, any other Democratic candidate. Any other Democrat, I think, owed just as much who was elected before him. Um, Whether or not he paid it is something that's uh, relative. I think if you wanted him to make a a sweeping amount of policies and different things like that, I would say, no, he did not pay it. But I think if you were just wanting, like I said, that, uh, that emotion, that visceral reaction that like, you know, like people said, like once he got elected, it was like this peacefulness, like it lulled America to sleep, all this type of stuff. If that's what you wanted, then yes, um, it did that. And I, I think it was Shelby Steele who said, Something to the effect of Obama getting elected the first time and the second time was uh, basically white people saying, well, uh, white people kind of finding a way to get out of white guilt say, well, now there's a black president. We can, you know, uh, be done with it. I'm not saying it as good as he does, but he says something to that effect um, that basically his he was he became president because of white guilt, basically. And I also think that in terms of Obama owing things to the black community and black people coming out in droves and voting for him, I think that we, you should use your vote. We should use our vote in very strategic ways. And if that's the first time that you voted, I'm very concerned um, because you have this ability to vote and you your vote could have been impactful and is impactful, obviously. So it's very concerning to me that, like, There's all these people who all of a sudden just came out because Barack Obama was black and this was a candidate that they can get behind. I get it. I think every election we're choosing between the lesser of two evils, and I don't think that just because, based off of, like, did he pay it, you know, based on that question, I don't think that people who voted for him necessarily, all of them got what they wanted. So I think just because somebody looks like you doesn't mean that you should go out and vote for them and think that this is going to be the best person ever and they're going to do all this shit for you. So I think that it's wrong that I don't think that he owed anything to the black community that wasn't already owed. If you want to use it like if you want to say it like that, if there was a debt to be paid, I don't think that the whole entire tab was his. Um, At least like that's my perspective on it. And I don't and I think all the people who voted for him who hadn't voted in years or had never voted, I'm uh, I'm very concerned about you. I'm very concerned about you. And I don't, I don't know about that. Um, I think your vote matters and I think you should vote regardless because we're all choosing between the lesser of two evils. There is no president that I think will ever come about that I will wholeheartedly agree with on every single thing. Um, so it's always going to be, as long as we, I think, live in a two-party system, it's always going to be the lesser of two evils, and even if we didn't live in a two-party system, I don't necessarily think there's someone who is going to espouse every every single belief I have unless I decide to run, and even if I decided to run, I don't necessarily, I think in order to get to certain places, um, I don't necessarily think you can, I think in order for good to be done sometimes, uh, moral compromises must be made. And um, I'm not there yet. So it is what it is. Um, Next question. That was a little bit of a long answer. But these these questions are like complex. um, And you know, one of the things too is like word context, like what does this mean? And like, what is somebody um, really getting at? But what if any policies that Obama put forth, um, had a lasting impact on my community, um, none, that's, like, an easy one, I don't know of any policy that he put forth that, like, directly affected me and my community, um, like, and that's, like, a hard question, because, like, I am a part of, like, America, and, like, whatever policy he put forth had an impact, but it's just not necessarily affecting me and my community, um, in any, like, meaningful way, but I am sure that he has genuinely impacted so many people, um, just not me personally and my community, but, um, as a, as a a member of the American society, I'm sure that there is somebody who can say how the things that he did and the policies he passed impacted their life, um, and that's not even to say that he didn't do, like, great things or anything like that, but for me personally in my community, there was nothing that he did that, like, directly affected anybody I knew in such a, like, a life-changing way, I should say, um, how can we, um, how can we ensure this progress continues? I think that progress is something that's relative. It's just like, um, you know, it's like, what are you getting at? You know, like, I'm pretty sure that everybody thinks that their ideas are progressive, um, or everybody thinks that their ideas is the way to go to make the world a better place or make our, make America better. Um, And I think, to me, at least, right now, to ensure that we continue to progress or start to progress, depending on where you are on it, I think we need to have constructive, critical dialogues, and we need to be solution-based, not problem-based. So we need to talk about the problem, and then we need to talk about solutions to the problem. We need to compromise as well. We need critical debates. We need to be solution-based and we need to realize that we can only solve one problem at a time. We cannot solve them all. We need to create a list of priorities and we need to solve them. And we need to ask serious questions about the cost of things and what the evidence says about what it is that we're going to do. Um, because I think I, everything comes at a cost. Nothing is free. I don't know uh, how anyone can believe that. Um, everything costs something. And I think that we also have to be evidence-based because we can't do anything if the evidence shows that it it's not going to work or if, or that what you think the reason something is the way it is uh, isn't really why it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like we need to really investigate the causes of things and how we can actually change them. We need to understand our history in order so we do not repeat our history. So um, I think key is the critical debates, like I said, and we need to learn how to compromise. We need to be solution based and we need to have a list of priority problems. Um, Another thing that I think, too, that would be important, um, I am a big fan of us changing term limits. Um, I think you should have one term, and it should be six years in Congress, Or I'm even down like, but you only get one term. And then in that time, if you can't make some shit fucking happen, you need to be gone. You need to be gone. And your legacy is didn't do shit because I think that that would inspire people to get stuff done. The problem with politicians is they're too busy trying to get reelected instead of working for their constituents and working for the people and getting shit done that's going to actually affect us and focusing on our problems. But anyways, that really just, that's a really big thing for me. I don't know I think for progress to happen, to like, we really need to evaluate what we're doing. I think first and foremost, too, is, like, a, is going back to that critical conversations and debates and talking about... Uh, talking about what the problems are, talking about how we got there, looking at the evidence. Like we need to do a total like rethinking of every single thing that we're doing right now with experts, people who have done the research and people need to actually listen to these people. Even the people that you don't like who are not supporting your political agenda. Because if we don't, the only progress we will make is the progress to our own destruction. Um, There have been many a great nations, many a great nations, who have fallen because they did not reevaluate the things that they were doing that were killing them. Okay? We can do a lot of things, but take somebody who has, you know, you're pre-diabetic, but then you don't pay attention to your sugar, you don't do all this type of stuff that you need to do to maintain your health, and the next thing you know, you're a diabetic, and then from there, and, and some people, it's like you're predisposed to the stuff, you know that you, this is a possibility for you, all these different types of things, so, Shouldn't you be trying to, like, keep yourself healthy as much as possible, not getting to the point where you're going to have to inject insulin into yourself? Um, you know, because this is if it's something that's in your control, you should want to try and do all you can to be as healthy as you can for as long as you can. But if you don't pay attention and you don't listen and you don't see yourself going to the wayside, all the doctors and everybody are telling you, but you think you're smarter than them or whatever, then you know, you're on the road to no return. You're being very self destructive. It's like them. It's like a uh, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, when he plays Joe Clark, and that kid is doing um, crack. And he takes him to the top of that roof. And he says, Why don't you jump? Because that's what you're doing. You're just you're slowly killing yourself. So I think we need to evaluate what we're doing right now. And think about like, is everything that we're doing working? or all the programs working? We need to stop being so partisan because that's the only way I think we can progress. I wouldn't even say that we've been progressing, um, for quite some time, but I think that's enough on that question. Like, okay, getting hella heated, talking about like so many different things. Anyways, uh, moving on. What did Ob- Obama's presidency do? about the way you will view future political candidates. What do you want to know more or less of from future, uh, black leaders? Um, I think that, I don't know if Obama's presidency changed the way that I, I view future political candidates, um, No, I don't think he, I don't think that really did anything for me. Um, As far as like future black candidates, I feel like I just would want someone who is um, well aware of the issues that are facing the black community Um, who looks at it from a variety of lenses, um, and has a very, has a plan that is going to lead to, um, economic development and educational growth within the black community. I think those are, um, key economic empowerment and education, um, and I want somebody who's well aware of the issues facing the black community. If they're going to be like a black leader, um, that's more so the way that I would say to look at it would be those are the things that I wanna know more about. There's nothing that I necessarily wanna know less about. I am I feel like politicians in general, there's so much about their privateness that I know that I don't wanna know. You know, like I just wanna know like can you do your job? Can you compromise? all that kind of stuff, so, um, yeah, none of that, uh, nothing that, like, like I said, nothing that Obama, like, Obama's presidency didn't rethink my, uh, thing about political candidates, uh, and even when I talk about, like, what I want to learn, know more about for future black leaders and stuff like that, I think, Maybe now I'm more hypercritical about those kinds of things. Um, with black leadership, it's just like, this is what I want to know, just because I think um, we have a lot of uh, black leaders people, and people within the Democratic Party who I feel like are not clearly understanding what the issue is facing the black community, and they're not actively trying to get the black community to economic empowerment, um, education that, uh, whether that be like, uh, both doing something in elementary, middle schools and high schools to, uh, higher education and trade schools and different things like that. So, um, all of those kinds of things, Uh, I think are very, very important and, you know, like getting people out of uh, the projects. And this is not to say that I don't think we should have subsidized housing or anything like that, but what I think is that we shouldn't have so much subsidized housing all around each other because I think that kind of community is only going to breed more of that. And so I think instead I would at least to me, if I was a black leader and, uh, was somebody who was sitting on, um, a city council or a planning commission or, um, Congress or anything like that, I would propose something where you have one building within a community that is subsidized housing and stuff like that. And obviously there's criteria to get into this, uh, into the housing and all that good stuff. But then there, then people get to be around a variety of people and stuff like that. And they get to experience all different sorts of things, have friends from all different types of backgrounds and stuff like that, which I think is beneficial. I think experience and getting to know people and all that kind of stuff is very valuable. So those are the questions for chapter two. Um, I hope you're enjoying this. This is like, very uh, interesting for me. And just like answering these questions on the fly. And i um, thinking about it. Well, that's it for this. And I will talk to you next time.